Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. And this is a weekly word and I'm in my car. <laughs> I'm not driving. I'm actually uh, early for an appointment and um, and I'm late in posting this. So I thought I would take advantage of the time. Um, but uh, I'm glad you're with me. And I hope that this is going to be something that will bless you. Um, we're working through some Sunday school stories and talking about some things that maybe you didn't learn in Sunday school. And today I want to talk with you about Elijah. Um, Elijah uh, was a prophet. And last week we talked about Samson. Samson was a judge. Uh, judge is kind of a, a hero in the Old Testament. And uh, God used the judges in order to protect and save Israel from their enemies, many of which were Canaanite people that were still in the land who, had, who were supposed to have been driven out. Uh, we have a little bit of that going on still when we get to Elijah. Um, but between there, you have a couple hundred years. Um, uh, Samson, uh, the time of the judges, gives way to the times of the kings. Um, the first king is a guy by the name of Saul, who was unworthy. And then David becomes king, and uh, he is able to consolidate all 12 tribes into one kingdom. Uh, his son Solomon uh, is uh, considered to be the wisest man of all time, and he too uh, has all 12 tribes. But uh, Solomon's son uh, was not so wise, and the kingdom gets split north and north and south. And um, the uh, the northern tribes they started worshiping false gods. They started worshiping the gods of the Canaanites. And that's part of what prophets like Elijah were confronting. Uh, in fact, Elijah specifically deals with a king by the name of Ahaz and his wife Jezebel, and they are promoting the worship of Baal. And uh, Baal is a fertility god. Um, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that goes along with this. Um, uh, cultic sex. Uh, you also have self-mutilation as part of the worship. There's all kinds of craziness that's involved here. And um, God brings judgment on that northern tribe and basically says, it's not going to rain uh, until I say it's going to rain. And uh, Elijah was the prophet that God used to pronounce that upon Israel. And for three years, it didn't rain. Um, Elijah had to be hidden away from uh, Ahaz and Jezebel, and God provided for him in some really remarkable ways. And one of the ways that he provided for him was he sent him to a widow in a town called Zarephath. And I want to read that account to you and, and talk with you about it a little bit, because I think there are a couple of important things for us to grab here. Uh, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Get up, go to Zarephath, that belongs to Sidon and stay there. That's one of the first things to grab here. Uh, Sidon is uh, not Israel. It is one of those other nations that's around Israel. And he does not get sent to uh, an Israelite, does not get sent to a Jewish person. He gets sent to essentially a, an unbelieving person, uh, somebody who maybe has heard of the Lord, but is not one of the Lord's people. 
So, uh, get up, go to Zarephath that belongs to Sidon and stay there. Look, I have commanded a woman who is a widow to provide for you there. So Elijah got up and went to Zarephath. When he arrived at the city gate, there was a widow gathering wood. Elijah called to her and said, please bring me a little cup of water and let me drink. And she's, she went to, as she went to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have anything baked, only a handful of flour in the jar and a bit of oil in the jug. Just now I am gathering a couple of sticks in order to go prepare it for myself and my son so that we can eat it and die. Then Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a small loaf from it and bring it out to me. Afterward, you may make some for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. The flour jar will not become empty and the oil jug will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the surface of the land. So she proceeded to do according to the word of Elijah. Then the woman, Elijah, and her household ate for many days. The flour jar did not become empty and the oil jug did not run dry, according to the word of the Lord that he had spoken through Elijah. I always get a kick out of, uh, well, there's a couple of things I get a kick out of in this uh, account. Um, first, he sends God sends Elijah to this town, to this widow, says, uh, I've commanded a, a woman to, uh, to take care of you, to provide for you. And Elijah gets there, and it's really clear this woman has no clue that uh, Elijah's coming. And, uh, um, and so when Elijah says, you know, please bring me uh, some bread, uh, the woman says, um, I don't have any. I'm going to go um, make the last bit that, that I have uh, into a meal for my son and myself, and then we're going to die. And his response is basically, good plan, but first, <laughs> make a little bit for me. Um, and I'm always amazed by the fact that she does. You know, he makes a promise in God's name. Uh, she seems to know that he is a prophet. There's there's more going on here than uh, than we maybe know. Uh, she seems to be somewhat familiar with who the Lord is and uh, what the Lord has done, how he provides for his people. And she trusts this promise. And so she goes and she makes the uh, the bread. And from then on out, uh, she does not run out of flour and she does not run out of oil. God keeps his promise as, as he does. Um, I think there are a couple of things for us to think about as we go through this as pertains to uh, to today. Um, one is, is I'm looking at this woman and uh, and she says that she's gathering some sticks to make a last meal for her son and for herself and then they're going to die. Um, I think of the despair that's going on there, um, the lack of hope. And I think that we're living in a time where uh, people are dealing with a lot of despair and and hope is something that is difficult to get today um i was just listening to a podcast with some statistics on deaths of despair in the united states particularly uh in the last you know five to ten years and this is something that's on the on the rise and uh it's it's a difficult thing uh when i say deaths of despair um that's you know suicide drug overdose um uh, alcohol uh 
uh, related deaths and, and those types of things. And um, when people when people give up hope, they uh, they go to bad places. And I think that we see a sense of that hopelessness in um, the way that countries, including the United States, are embracing uh, physician-assisted suicide. Um, there are other countries that are further along on this path than we are, um, but it, it's still a, a sense of hopelessness that leads people to say, this is my best choice. I'm just going to die. And I think one of the lessons of this story is that with God, there's, there's always hope. Maybe not for this world, but there is, there is hope. And it strikes me that it is worth living in hope and in obedience and in trust to God's promises rather than taking our lives in our own hands and seeking to, um, to become kind of masters of our own destiny. Uh, that's a very popular trope in our time, to be the master of your, your, your own ship, the captain of your own ship, the master of your own destiny. Um, another thing that really strikes me as, as interesting as I, I read this through, um, I, I look at Elijah and I look at his confidence in, in God's promises. And, and honestly, uh, I wish that I was as confident in those promises. Um, but he, he's dealing with some promises that are connected directly to food. Um, and we have some promises that are connected to food as well. Uh, Jesus gives us the Lord's Supper and he says, this is my body, this is my blood. And we trust him that he is actually delivering uh, forgiveness to us in the same way that uh, God was faithful to Elijah and to this woman, uh, making sure that the flour did not run out and the oil did not run out. God is faithful to us and the forgiveness will not run out as he delivers Jesus' body and blood to us. Um, in any case, Elijah and the woman are walking by faith. They don't know what the final outcome of this will be. And they, they simply, they recognize themselves as being in God's hands and they trust that God keeps his promises. And maybe you and I can relate to that uh, because ultimately that's our reality too. We are in God's hands and we may or may not be as desperate as uh, these individuals were in, in this account. But either way, uh, God provides for us and we have hope because of God's promises and God keeps his promises. And so we're going to cling to them and trust in them. And when the world displays reason for despair, let's cling to hope, trusting that, that God will see us through and, and keep his promises that he's made to us. Promises of forgiveness, promises of life, promises of salvation, and promises that he will return and set all things right. I hope there was a good word in there for you. And I'm glad you were with me today and thank you and uh, God's blessings. I hope you'll join me uh, next week again. Bye.